arrogant about. But I have the message. This is not a sermon. This is not an outline. This, 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 is, this is thus saith the Lord. This is what we need to hear. This is, this is as, as timely for the hour as anything I've ever seen. And this is coming straight from God. So you need, to, you need to look at this as God has got your number. Say amen. I, I promise you this. I, I want you to look at it that way. I want you to see it that way because I, I promise you uh, this is the message for the hour. I want you to read with me. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 1, there's, there's quite a bit of reading, but I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna save a little time. Uh, we may skip around just a little bit in that same chapter. The Bible says in verse number five, Luke chapter one, verse number five, if you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible says, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Kind of sounds like Abraham and Sarah, doesn't it? The Bible says in verse 8, And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. You say, what is that? Uh, in, the, in, the priestly, uh, in the priestly tribe, uh, they, they operated as priests in 24 courses. In other words, uh, uh, each one of them had 24 sets of people, and they would take turns operating in the temple and serving in the temple. Uh, now, this it just happened to be at this particular time, Zacharias' turn. Well, the Bible says in verse number 9, According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. The incense was there. The altar of incense was in the holy place right before you went into the holy of holies. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You only were allowed as a priest one time to be able to go in and offer incense. This was a special time. This was a once-in-a-lifetime situation with Zacharias. This was very special to him. The Bible says he went in to serve in the temple uh, as his turn was, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. The angel answering said unto him, I believe he ticked Gabriel off. Say amen. He said, I am Gabriel, who stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto you uh, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak unto the day that these things shall be performed. Why? Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now skip over to verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. Same angel sent to a different person. He was sent to a priest first, 
now he is sent to a peasant. The angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, a lowly place that most Jews did not like because of their association with the Gentiles. Do you remember uh, uh, when Andrew and Nathaniel, when, when they said, oh, could there any good thing come out of Nazareth? It was a despised place. I'm glad God went to the lowest of the low to be born so that anybody could have an opportunity. Say amen. Listen to Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutations this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be, amen, amen. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of the kingdom. His kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be, uh, be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, he says, gives her a little encouragement. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who, shall, who was called barren. Now read this with me. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Say it again. Say it again like you mean it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Now, Lord, I need the unction from on high. I need the power of the Holy Ghost to fall upon me and deliver your word with power and glory. And, Lord, we'll thank you for it. Lord, help me. Touch my mind. Touch my heart. God, I pray that you'll touch every ear in the congregation that they may hear and understand your word today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. For nothing shall be impossible with God. Now, we could all have a Holy Ghost fit right there. Everybody knows what's going on right now. Everybody knows what's happening in the economy. Everybody knows what's happening on Wall Street. Uh, Listen, all the fat cats are in trouble. Say amen. Listen, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody sees what's happening. And the greatest tool the devil has to distract you from doing the will of God is the tool of fear. But I'm glad the Bible says God does not give the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Listen, I, I, as I was reading this chapter, and, and give me just a moment to set the table. I, I was reading this chapter, and I, I, I read over it and over it and over it and over it. And I see uh, Gabriel, hey, he, he has a mission to fulfill. He goes to a priest first, then he goes to a peasant in a lowly village. The priest there in the temple in, in, in kind of a, a ritzy situation. I mean, they were, they were looked up to and, and all that here. And he delivers similar messages to them. We see Gabriel goes to Zacharias first there in the temple and delivers the message he has for him. And now you've got to understand something too. Uh, the time that they're living in is a dark hour. 
400 years, no word from God. Uh, Listen, the last word they got was from the prophet Malachi. No word from God. It was dark. It was dismal. Listen, things were terrible. Everything looked rough. Then all of a sudden, here come God. Say amen. Listen, he goes to, he goes to uh, Zacharias and delivers this message. He goes to uh, uh, Mary and delivers the message that he has for them. There's basically, uh, basically three things I want to share with you today. And we're going to do a comparison throughout each one of these points of, of Mary and Zacharias. Mary and Zacharias. Zacharias' response, Mary's response. Uh, the message to Zacharias, the message to Mary. And we're going to look at three basic things this morning, and then we're going to pray. Say amen. Number one, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. This, listen, please, please, this will help you. I promise you this will help you. Number one, I want you to see, now we're talking about both of them. I want you to see the word they received. Say that back to me. We see the Say it again. We see the They both received a word from God. You need to understand, this was not the word of Gabriel. Gabriel said to Zacharias, I am Gabriel who stand in the presence of God and am sent unto thee with this message. This was not his idea. This was not his message. He was the messenger delivering the word of God. Now, I'm not saying that I'm Gabriel by no means, but I'm here to tell you, when the man of God takes the Word of God and delivers the message of God, you need to take heart that God has you on His mind. The Word they received. Listen, both of them received an announcement. Both of them received a birth announcement, if you will. Both of them received word that there was a baby on the way, that there was a baby coming, not just any baby, not just an ordinary baby, not just any child, but in Zacharias' case, this baby would be born. This baby would be the greatest man ever born besides Jesus. This baby would be a prophet. This was not just any ordinary baby. He was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was a messenger that would go before his face. He would preach hell, fire, and brimstone and turn people back to God. Say amen. A message, a message of a baby, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Listen, what a message, what a word this was to them. And we can all shout and say, woohoo, amen to that. But there's something about this word that you need to understand that we always forget and we take for granted because we react in the same way. What about this word do we need to see? A. It defied comprehension. It defied comprehension. What do you mean by that? The word they received, they really couldn't understand. Zachariah said, do what? Brother Smitty, if I said the Lord spoke to me to tell you that you and Miss Edna was going to have a baby, what would you think? That says it all. Now, let's think about this. See, some of y'all don't use your mind enough and don't use your imagination enough. I use my imagination all the time. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. But you've got to think about this. This was not a spring chicken. He was not a young man. These were not teenagers we're talking about. We're talking about somebody well stricken in years. Somebody past, in the physical terms, past the age of childbirth and, and childbearing. And the message is, you better go buy some pampers. 
He says, what? What? There ain't no way. This can't happen. No. What? Do you sure you got that right address for this message? He didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. It was so far-fetched. He didn't believe it. The Bible says he didn't believe it because God punished him for it. Listen, what's that got to do with me? I'll tell you what it's got to do. God has given you a message that everything's going to be okay. But you're looking at your circumstances and you're looking at your surroundings and you're looking at your finances. You're looking at what the bank said and you're looking at what uh, Wall Street is saying and you're looking at what the economists are saying and you're looking at what the president is saying and you're saying, how can this be? But God has done sent the word. I've read it. I've done seen it. Uh, Brother Nicholas says, for my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. That includes me and that includes you. That includes everybody in this building. God has sent a word, but most of the time, the word that comes from God, it always defies comprehension. God said, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My my ways and thoughts are so much higher than what you can understand. Preacher, what are you saying? I've tried to encourage people. I've tried to tell people. I've tried to help you. Even I've tried to tell myself. Sometimes I just got to sit down and throw down to myself in the mirror and say, son, it's going to be okay. God is in control of this thing. God has not fell off the throne. God knows what's happening. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He will meet your need. But sometimes the word that we receive defies comprehension. What would you say, man? Mary's like, whoa, a baby. I've never been with a man. How am I going to have a baby? This defies comprehension. Listen, this little boy, he came home from Sunday school. His mother asked him what he had learned. The little boy said they learned about this man named Moses that was leading some people away from the Egyptians, and the Egyptians were chasing them. She said, what happened? She says, well, as they were being chased, they came to a huge river and and Moses had his men build a bridge, and then all the people crossed over. And as soon as they crossed over, Moses called for an airstrike, and the planes blew up the bridge. So the Egyptians could not capture them. The mother asked her son, Are you sure this is what your teacher taught you? The little boy said, Nah, but you wouldn't believe what she said. <laughs> Can anybody relate to this little fella? Everything seems in the toilet, but God says, trust me. I mean, I mean, the Egyptians are running wide open and dust is flying and they've probably got a war chant going on and, and Israel turns around and sees them and turns around and sees this Red Sea and, 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 and you know what God says? Stand still and know that I am God. Now, some of y'all need to take your halo off and put it in your pocket because you ain't fooling nobody in here no how. And let's just be real this morning. Sometimes God tells us things that's hard to believe. Defies comprehension. Listen, Jericho defied comprehension. God told the nation of Israel, march seven times around. On the seventh day, march seven times and shout. Bless God, that's what we need to do. Do some marching and shouting around here. Amen. That defied comprehension. That didn't make sense at all. But it worked. Listen, uh, Gideon 
with his army of 300. It defied comprehension. The Bible says that the Midianites and the Amalekites, they were like grasshoppers on the, on the, the horizon. And God took 300 men and defied comprehension. Listen, Daniel and the lion's den defied comprehension. David and Goliath defied comprehension. The children, listen, the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, it defied comprehension. Now, when I stand and tell you everything's going to be all right, and all you can see is your problem, all you can see is what's happening around you, all you can see is the need that you had that seems to be greater and greater and greater, but I'm here to tell you there is a word from God. God wants you to be courageous and, listen, confident in this time of Christmas. He gave, listen, he gave two messages to these two people. He gave a message to Zacharias and a message to Mary and expected them to be confident in what he said was going to happen. Church, say amen. Why does he do it that way? Well, because he's God and he can do whatever he wants to. But there is another reason. 1 Corinthians 1, 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Watch this. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Preacher, what are you saying? God wants to set the circumstances in such a way that you cannot say you got it done. He wants to magnify himself. There is only one attribute of God that can become greater or can grow. It's not his power. He's already all-powerful. It's not his presence. He's already everywhere at the same time. Listen, it's not his knowledge. He already knows everything there is to know. What is it? It is his glory. There's only one characteristic, one attribute of God Almighty which can grow and increase, and that is his glory. And what would bring him more glory? Him keeping you out of the lion's den or him keeping you safe in the lion's den? What would show his power in a greater way? You avoiding the fire or walking around? in the midst of the fire what shows his power greater in your life keeping you away from the mountain or getting you to the top of it listen his word defies comprehension I don't understand it all the time brother Mickle I don't know why you got to go through that I situation I don't I, I don't have an answer for that but God has a plan I don't know why in the world I don't know why I need work. Well, I shouldn't because I should have more faith and trust, and I'm working on that. But I should. Why am, why am I worrying about, about the bills and the finances? This ain't my building. It's his. Oh, boy. Wait till we get to number three. Hallelujah. I can't get ahead of myself. But, boy, when you know what's coming, it's hard to do that. Amen? Listen, in this word... We see it defied comprehension, but then I'll, not, 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 not only that, write this down. It declared certainties. So what are you talking about? I like the way this is worded. But the angel said unto him, verse 13, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and shall call his name John. He didn't say... I'm hoping this thing's going to work. Did you catch that? Later on, later on, 
Verse number 20. After, after Zacharias did not believe him, and behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until, until the day that these things shall be performed. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say to, uh, uh, to, to Mary? The angel came unto him, came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And he says, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. There was certainties. God does not want you to doubt, wonder, or worry. He's not up there twiddling his thumbs. He's not up there biting his fingernails. He's not up trying to figure out what is the next step to take. Son, all the steps have already been taken. And the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He's already been there. What about tomorrow? He's done been there. What about when that situation comes up next month? He's already been there. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. I've done seen how the story ends, and I'll be there through it all. There's certainties. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. God is a refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. Say amen. Certainties. I cannot give certainties because I'm human and I'm frail. I can make a mistake. I can fall, but God cannot. They're declared certainties. The Bible says in Psalms 33, 8 and 9, Let all the earth... Oh, I like this. I like this. Pop, wait till you get to verse 9. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spake, and it was done. He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of thy mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. What's that mean? When he steps on the bow of that boat and says, Peace, be still. Foom. It's his word. When he stepped on the, listen, the banister of this universe and said, let it be, and it was. Let there be light. Boom. Light happened. Let this happen and that happen and let this. And the Bible says, and it was very good. What are you saying? You can trust his word. Even if you can't comprehend it. Amen, preacher. That's good stuff. Go right ahead. Plow right there a minute. See, I can shout for my own self. Amen. But, 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 but. Let's put the buts out the door. Listen, we see the word they receive. Then second of all, this is where we're struggling. This is where we're at right here. Number two, we see the way they responded. The way they responded. Do you realize the way you respond to the word you receive? determines the future you have? Watch this. Watch this. This is cool. We got two people. Zacharias hears the word. Basically, basically, I'd have to say that, that, that Mary's word was even harder to believe than Zacharias' word. Would you say amen right there? But see, Zacharias didn't believe. 
he didn't believe. Mary did believe. Because the Bible says that when Elizabeth was in her praise, she said, Blessed art thou that believed in that same chapter. Now, watch this. The way they responded, it tells a lot. The way they responded, A, it displayed their faith. Now, what's that mean? It means this. Everybody likes to sit in the shadows. Nobody likes to be pulled up and put on display. In other words, we don't want our feelings on display. Men say amen. We're men. Ho, ho, ho. We don't want to. But you know, all the ladies know you're just little teddy bears. <laughs> Ain't he a teddy bear, Miss Cone? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. All right. But we don't want to put on display what really is. But do you realize? Do you realize our response to our circumstances? Our response to the word that we receive will put our faith on display? What do you mean? Whether we have it or not? See, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. I just told you everything's going to be all right. And you're, and you're really telling on yourself. You're displaying where your faith is. Now, everybody's at a different level of faith. We have young Christians, hadn't been saved long. We've got Christians over here that's been saved for a long time. Everybody's at a different stage of faith. But you know what? The length of time you have been saved does not determine your faith. You can, you can be saved for a long time and still have a little faith. You remember the verse that said, if you, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed? How many of y'all remember that verse? He's not talking about the size of faith. Because he could have said a little grain of sand. He's not talking about it. He's saying a seed. What does a seed have the ability to do? It has the ability to grow. And as we come to church, we go through stages. We go through growth spells. Because God wants us to grow in our faith. What is God concerned about? Your faith. He will put your faith on trial. Listen, he will test your faith. He will develop your faith. He will strengthen your faith. How is my faith strengthened? Just like a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder works out and presses weight that tears down the cells. It puts it under stress and strain so that it will grow back stronger. God will put you through the test of your life not to destroy you, but to develop you. And what the way you respond to the word you receive will display the faith that you have. Zacharias was, ain't no way. But Mary says, how are you going to do it? Amen. Now, I'm studying both that because both, if you read it, it sounds like they're saying the same thing, but they're not. They're saying it in a different way. It's like this. You say something, uh, I'm going to do this. They go, how? Or, how are you going to do that? You see the difference? It's similar to the same question, but it's in a different way. It's what's in the heart. In, in Zacharias' heart, he did not believe because the angel said, you did not believe. But Mary did. When she asked her question, it was a question of faith. It was, okay, how are you going to make that happen? I've never been with a man. How, how's that going to happen? Are y'all with me? Say amen. See, the way we respond, it displays our faith. It displays where we're at. Now, here's... here's Am I going in and out? 
Is this okay? Can they hear me? Okay. Sometimes what we see, we don't like. Let me just put it in here. You, you decide where you're at. Sometimes what I see in me after I respond to the word, I don't like. Because I, I say, man, I should have, I should, what was I worrying about? What, man, man, what was I thinking? He's done it so far. Now, why did I think he's going to drop the ball? Now? Anybody with me on that? Now, God, you got to understand something. God knows where you're at. I heard somebody preach say one of them, yeah, God puts you through tests so he can see where you're at. <clears throat> That's a bunch of garbage. God knows where you're at. He don't put you through tests so he can see where you're at. He puts you through tests so... And then when I see it, I say, ooh. Now this is not the time to quit. This is the time to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to do better next time. And you know what? You will. Because the next test you go through, you're going to remember that last one. And you're going to say, bless God, I ain't failing this one. Are y'all with me? (laughs) Three's coming. It's almost here. B, the way we respond to the word we receive, it displays not only our faith, but it determines our favor. It determines our favor. What do you mean by that? Look what happened to each one. When they responded to the message, when they responded to the word they received, Zacharias, he responded in unbelief. He responded in doubt. So this is what he got. You're going to have your mouth shut till this happens. I'm going to make you dumb. And some commentators, some commentators say he was also deaf because the Bible says that when John was being named that they made signs to him. And you don't have to make signs to somebody here. You ask them. So possibly he could have been deaf and dumb for nine months. I would commit suicide. Say amen. If I can, you imagine me not being able to talk for nine months? It's hard for me to go nine minutes. Man, I like, I like it. And he was a priest. So he had an anointing. Matter of fact, he had a benediction to give after he came out, but he could not do it. God struck him. And that's going to that's explain something in number three. But what, what about Mary? What about, see, Zacharias was rebuked. But what was Mary? Mary was rewarded. Let me show you. Let me show you. Because she responded in faith. She said, how how are you going to do this? How is this going to happen? Verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, you say, how do you know she believed? Look in verse 45 real quick. Let's just take care of that real quick. Verse 45. You there? Say amen. And blessed is she that believed. Say that with me. And so she believed the word. Now, look in verse number. After she said, okay, how are you going to do this? Verse 35. There's three rewards, 35, 36, and 37. First thing, verse 35, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee 
shall be called the Son of God. What did she receive? An explanation. Then verse 36. And behold, thy cousin, Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her. See, I told you. That's what, they, that's what Gabriel said. See, this can happen. God can do this. Look what he did over here with Elizabeth. She not only got in verse 35 an explanation, she got an example in verse 36. But in verse 37, she got, listen, she got an exhortation. Verse 37 says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. How'd she get all that stuff? Because she believed his word. See, here's what... (laughs) Here's what, uh, here's what Zacharias got when he heard the word and he didn't believe and he doubted. This is what, this is what Zacharias got. I'm, I'm Gabriel. Bless God, I came from the throne room. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come from no, no palace here on earth. I came straight from glory. I came from the throne room of God. Bless God, I got this message from heaven. And just for that, you're going to keep your mouth shut for nine months, pal. Do y'all see that? It's right there. You're dramatizing it. I like doing that. You need to sometimes. That's the way it happened. Can you imagine this? This is, the, this is Gabriel. And this little human is doubting. I'm Gabriel. But then when Mary says, how's it going to happen? He says, let me explain it to you. You know, sometimes even in the even in the situation, God might explain what he's going to do. But if you're sitting there pouting like I do most of the time, I mean, I got rug burns on my chin because I've been dragging the floor. God, don't you know this? Finances and mortgaging. God, my name's the only one on the note. (coughs) Yeah, you laugh. Amen. Lord, we just got this building up. We don't need it taken away now. But if we just say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it because you've always done it, he might just say, watch this right here. Well, he ain't been doing that to me. Well, it might be because of the way you're responding to his word. That's why I hadn't got no explanation. See, I'm I'm humble. See, I'm the only preacher in the country to admit how sorry I am sometimes. And he may even say, look over there. Look over there. Look at Elizabeth. God may show you another situation where he did supply, where it seemed like it was impossible. And God came on the scene. So why does he do that? So you can't say, you have to say, man, what a God. So why does he do it that way? Because he knows how we are. Let me say it again. He knows how we are. We'll go to claiming credit for stuff that we ought not to claim credit for. Now watch this. This is what you really need to get. This, man, this is not one of them, them points where you're going to be, but, but it's going to say, hmm. This is what this point's going to do. Can y'all do that way? Y'all got it good over here. Y'all a little weak. When y'all hear this, you're going to go, watch this. What was number one? Some of y'all need to lighten up. Come on, it's Christmas, man. Amen. Number one, the 
word they receive. Number two. Number three, I want you to see this. I want you to see the worship they recorded. The worship they recorded. Wasn't it cool to watch them youngins up here? Wasn't that neat? Wasn't it, wasn't it great to hear that, those songs and about that king in a manger? Miss Kathy, you heard that song, He Made a Way in a Manger? You heard that? Oh, my soul. I heard it this week. We're going to use it Wednesday. Y'all got to hear that song. Have mercy. I love doing that. I love hearing that. I love working on that stuff. Man, I got carried away. I got carried away. It's, it's like my Christmas, my, my playtime is, is working on stuff for a, a service or something. I put, well, what, what about this idea? And, and, we're, and, and man, we was putting that stuff together and hearing these songs. And man, I was fired up. And I, I was, I was, God was speaking to me. And man, some of the best worship times I ever had in my life is going down the road, listening to a gospel singing or a preacher preaching. And, and I, I heard Brother Rufus, uh, Dad, uh, uh, Brother Rufus preaching last night. I, I just uh, playing around on my computer, and 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 uh, he was preaching on how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. Woo! And it wasn't what you think, though, because he's, you know, he's kind of anyhow. Man, I was, yeah! I was having a big time. I was worshiping. Having a wonderful time. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. As we look at these two, they worshiped in a different way because of the way they responded to the word they received. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. (laughs) Please, Lord, help me remember what you showed me last night. Amen. A, write this down. Their worship was different in ability. We see the difference in ability, however you want to word that. In other words, their ability to worship was different because of the response to the word. For instance, for instance, after after Zacharias responded in unbelief to the promise that God had given him, here was his worship. <laughs> 